Warning. 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 This Warning. podcast this may podcast contain explicit, explicit material. material. Listener discretion, discretion. discretion. is advised. You still with me? Good. Good. Let's get into this. busy in my world, taking care of a family with a five and eight year old and working and paying the bills is hard. It doesn't give me a lot of time. And when I do finally get enough time that I can record a podcast, I am just spent. I'm falling asleep on myself on the couch as soon as my butt hits it. Just tired daddy, you know. And it'll get easier as it goes. But right now, kids are just in that phase where it's a lot of work. Five and eight is a lot of work. They're growing. They're getting little kid attitudes. And, man, sometimes you just want to stuff them in a sack and beat them with a stick. But, you know, you can't go all Krampus on them, right? Besides, it's not Christmas yet anyway. As a matter of fact, It is October as I'm recording this spooky month. Happy Halloween, everybody. If uh, you're listening to this and it's not Halloween, just think spooky vibes. Every day can be Halloween if you want it to be. I had a few things that have gone on and I was going to jump on and record something big time and I just didn't want to. I wanted to get some stuff out, tell you guys some fun things, and be on my way instead of making a huge production of this one. So, the Media Minicast was born. I'll tell you about a few spooky things and uh, a tale of karmic retribution, and then I'll drop you a media gym that you can check out and send you with some good vibes on your way. Easy peasy, right? Cue the spooky music. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is a strange habit that I have that I don't think there are very many people out there that share with me. And it ties in with a couple of other spooky things, but let's get to the habit first. There's one thing that I really, really love to do, and that is take a shower in complete darkness. I don't know what it is. I know most people would be spooked and terrified to know that they're in a shower, especially people that are scared of bugs and stuff. You know, could you even imagine? You're like, you're in the shower, in the dark, there's this hot water running over you, and all you can think is, 
There is some big, nasty spider crawling down the wall towards me right now, and I can't see it. But I don't worry about that. I give the bathroom a good spot check before I jump in. And, uh, you know, nothing's going to climb in the shower while I'm taking a shower anyway. It's a little wet, loud, and bugs tend to stay shy of things like that. But I go in, and I get all my stuff ready, put my towel out, you know, put out my stuff that I need for my shower, make sure I got my toothbrush and everything in there and ready to go. Yeah, I'm one of those weird people that brushes my teeth in the shower. Want to make something out of it? I'll fucking fight you. If you don't like it, you can get off the podcast right now. Just get off. All right, if you're cool with me brushing in the shower, we'll continue. <laughs> Sorry, just a little thing. I heard someone complaining about that the other day, and I was like, how is it not the easiest to brush while you're in the shower? You've got all the water that you need, and you don't have to worry about getting toothpaste on your shirt. Win-win. But I'm scooting away from the, from the issue. I get all my stuff ready. And I turn on the shower, get the water ready. Then I turn off the light, close the door, walk over, open the door of the shower, get in, close it, and take my shower. I don't know what it is. It's like you have more feel, and the water feels even better than it already does. And you know it when you get in the shower and that hot water hits you, and you just melt. You're like, oh my god. All of my worries and sorrows and pain and aches and everything are just draining down me and down the drain. It's like that, but times a hundred because it's dark and you don't have any vision. You just have feeling and sensation. And it's also kind of cool. Like, what if you ever became blind somehow? What if there was a tragic accident or someone splashed acid in your eyes? I could take a shower blind. Can you? Nah, you'd be fumbling all over yourself. You'd probably shoot soap in your eye because you've never done it before. I have lots of practice. It's really, really nice. I've gotten to the point where I can put toothpaste on my toothbrush, brush my teeth, you know, uh, use my shampoo and soap and everything, yeah, clean every part of me. No problemo. I can turn the water up and down if I need. I can change all the settings on the faucets. Super duper easy. And the funny thing is that after I go for a little bit, my eyes start getting adjusted to it. And then even if there's like a little bit of light coming from under the door, it slowly starts to illuminate the whole room anyway. So you won't see anything. You'll be in just pitch black when you start. But by 10 minutes into the shower, you can see out your shower door, you can see the shape of the toilet and whatever else, the sink and everything else that's in the bathroom. You know, at least the shape of it. You can see uh, your body and your hands in front of your face and stuff because it, it becomes a little lighter once your eyes adjust to that little crack that comes in. You want to make it really good, you got to put a towel in front of the door, cover that little crack of light, and then it's almost frightening at times. And, I don't know about you guys, but my eyes like to play tricks on me. And this kind of goes into the other thing I was thinking of about this issue. Is one of my favorite things to do, and I'm not really sure what it's called. Um, staring into the abyss, I guess. I like to stand in a bathroom that's completely dark and stare into the mirror. 
and just see what there is to see. Whatever my eyes decide to show me, that's what I'm going to look at. And man, it's intense sometimes. I remember back way, way, way back in the day, I used to take mushrooms and that was my favorite thing to do. You could find me in the dark bathroom, staring at my face in the mirror with just this little crack of light coming under the door so I could just see the shape of myself but nothing else. And oh man, you know, witches and goblins and demons and snakes and spiders all slithering and crawling around your face morphing and changing into all these different shapes. It's intense. I highly recommend it. Well, all right, I shouldn't say that I highly recommend you taking psychedelic mushrooms unless, unless you have a safe space and know what you're doing. All right, that's my part there. But yeah, I just, um, I really like looking into the mirror when it's super dark and I can't see my facial features because it's so cool what my mind creates. Sometimes I'll, I'll look like some weird alien thing with a, you know, big alien eyes. And sometimes I'll almost look like a Cro-Magnon man or something with a big sloped brow. And, and before I've even looked kind of like a lizard man and stuff. So it's pretty neat. It's a, it's kind of like discovering something through primal fear because I feel like all the things that I see are all things that would bug me if they were actually there in real life. So it's almost like facing your fears in a way, which is pretty cool. And I have a lot of fears because I see shadow things. I see shadow people and animals and spiders and bugs and stuff. I was actually reading that uh, it's a schizophrenia thing, except for nothing I see talks to me, which uh, <laughs> thank my lucky stars on that one because <laughs> it scares the shit out of me as it is. When I'm sitting there playing video games and I see out of the corner of my eye some dark shape standing in the kitchen staring at me and then I turn my head and whoop, it's gone. Yeah, that bugs me. I've even gotten to the point now where I say out loud, just leave me alone. I don't want anything to do with that. But I'm always going to see the, the shadow animals and stuff. Even, even when I'm not being bugged by shadow people, I constantly see shadow animals. Little cat shapes and dog shapes and stuff. They just run around under in shadowy places under uh, TV stands and tables and chairs and stuff. And maybe it's just a trick of the light. But, boy, there's some really realistic tricks of the light. Or maybe it's just my brain creating fun things in the, in the darkness where it doesn't have enough sensory input to create something, or, you know, to see something. But, again, they're pretty realistic. You know, when I'm sitting there watching TV and a black tarantula crawls from one end of the carpet to the other end towards my feet, it's enough to make me look down. It's, I never don't look down. And there's nothing there, ever. But man, what about if just that one time a tarantula does come in my house, crawls across the floor at me, and I'm like, no, it's just one of those shadows. And then it bites my fucking toe. See? Losing. So, it's got me ready. See? Primal fear. It's keeping me safe. Tarantulas come in, I'm watching. 
second part is just something spooky that I saw the other day that I've never seen before. I see a lot of shadow creatures and stuff, like I've been saying. They're all dark. They're all uh, dark grays and black. Uh, sometimes I see shadow people and I can make out different colored outfits and stuff, but for the most part, everything is dark gray or black. And uh, the other day, I got up to go into the kitchen, and I looked across the living room, and I saw a white orb. I've never seen a white orb in my life. And I was so astounded. I didn't even, like, I couldn't even say anything. I just stopped in my tracks and watched it. I was walking it was maybe 20 15 feet in front of me probably no more than that and it came out from behind my chest freezer it was maybe two feet off the ground and it wisps out from behind the chest freezer kind of slowly not like at a real quick pace and it slowly worked its way across um about eight feet or so across the the pantry and it went right into the wall where my kids uh, toy box is currently located just disappeared like into the toys and uh, and the wall behind the toy box and that <laughs> I don't even know I don't know what it was I I can't think of a natural way to explain it. I know people say ball lightning and stuff like that. And maybe I'm not going to dismiss that it could have been something like that. But we're talking on just a clear night. Maybe a teeny bit of rain. No thunderous activity. No totally calm out. And I just see this white, wispy orb just float across the room and disappear through the wall. And, man, that was pretty crazy. I mean, pretty awesome, but pretty crazy. It, it definitely rocked me a little bit. And uh, it sucked because it was the middle of the night and I had no one to tell about it. And it was driving me crazy how badly I wanted to tell somebody that I just saw a white orb. That was so intense. Um, I was hearing that white orbs are supposed to signify that somebody has passed. Um, so, Norm MacDonald, hey, it's cool that you came to visit me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not that presumptuous. But, you know, who knows? Maybe someone in the neighborhood uh, kicked it that night or something. I don't know. I didn't see an ambulance or anything. But, but you know, sometimes there's murderers and other things. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the third thing. I've had enough of that fun. 
this one's a this one's a nice little tale to uh to make you happy again. We've we've gone down the spooky route. We got your knees shaking. This one's uh to bring you back around into happy land. Because this one made me laugh so good, so hard, and for so long. About a week ago, I was on my way home from work. And I drive like a granny. I'm self-confessed. I might drive a little bit faster than the speed limit, but I drive like a granny. I don't cut anybody off. I don't change lanes quick. I use my signals. I I drive like everybody else on the road is an idiot. And honestly, that's a really safe way to drive in this day and age. So I'm driving home and I get to a stoplight. I'm in the fast lane. Uh, and up from the right lane beside me comes this big truck, big, big diesel truck. And I see him slowly drive by. And on the back of this diesel truck, I see a line, a slack line, like a, an old tow line. And when I saw that, the first thing that I thought was, wow. That is totally illegal. You're not allowed to do that anymore. In the state of Oregon, that is completely illegal to do that. So, as I'm watching this line go by, I'm shaking my head, and I'm saying, that's illegal. You can't do that. And as I'm saying it, I see a Mustang pull by, attached to the end of that cord, and a dude in the front seat looking at me. He goes by a little bit further, and I see him open his door at about uh, right, right after he passes my car. He opens his door, and he turns, and he hangs half of his body out backwards towards me, and he starts yelling at me. And I didn't hear most of it, but I heard, blotty, blotty, blah, you asshole. And I thought, what the hell is this guy doing? And right as I thought that, he ran into the back of the pickup truck with his Mustang. I laughed so hard. He slammed his door. He rolled his window up. And he sat there for the rest of the light inside of his car, not saying anything or doing anything. He got a dose of instant karma motherfucker and it was glorious i laughed forever as a matter of fact i have it saved on my dash cam and i'm really really trying hard not to go out and get my dash cam and take a copy of that video because it would be fantastic to watch again just blah 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 blah, blah you asshole i don't know if he saw me mouthing that that was illegal because honestly my window wasn't even down but I was just saying that's illegal and I don't know if he could read lips maybe he was half deaf maybe he could read lips I don't know I don't know him just some rednecky looking dude to me but man that was glorious I hope that his Mustang wasn't too beat up for for running into the back of the truck and I hope Dude with the pickup, I hope his truck's okay. Although it probably is. Had a real high bumper, so if anything, probably just dink the Mustang a good one. 
and it wasn't a real high speed crash or anything. So I don't have to worry about anybody getting hurt over it. But oh, that was the best. And uh, I'm going to remember that one for a long, long time as, hey, don't be an asshole. It's real, real easy. Don't be an asshole. We're winding down and coming to a close. So it's about time for me to trudge through the forest of media and find that hidden gem for you, the listeners. Had to put it in there somewhere. It's a catchphrase. I want to tell you about a video game that I just recently played. I will say that it is, without a doubt, my game of the year probably even my game of the last five years. I haven't had a game that I've enjoyed playing as much as this one in a really long time. A game that's given me as much sheer joy as this game gave me. I have an Xbox One. I got it for the pandemic. And... Hey, I don't need an S. I don't need an X. I'm an old guy. Just give me a good solid unit. Give me Game Pass so I can have all those free games. So many free games. Like, I don't understand why people are using their PlayStations. PlayStation doesn't have Game Pass. You have to buy all their crap. Screw that, man. $15 a month and you can have everything. There's so many games on Game Pass. There's a couple hundred games at any given time. And they cycle through, they give you, you know, five or six new games a week. And they're just there to play. You pay the monthly subscription fee and they're all yours. You can even link them to your phone and your PC and stuff. That's way cooler than PlayStation. My PlayStation 4 just sits there unplayed since I've got this Xbox. And that's a big jump because I hate the 360s. I've owned three 360s and they all died on me. Two red rings and one the tray stopped working and I just gave up at that point. I think someone fixed it and, and used it but at that point I was done and I switched to PlayStation. I was on PlayStation for a long long time but with Game Pass this is a whole new world and I'm loving it. So anyway I was listening to Gamers Watch podcast. Shout out! And I heard them talking about a game called The Artful Escape. And from what they said, it was they were just, they were going on about it was just, it's an experience. It's, it's less a game and more of just an experience. And they said that the play control was really easy. And I'm down with that because I, I'm tired at the end of the day. I, want, I don't want something that's going to be so complicated that I'm working my ass off to push all the buttons and stuff that I have to. I want a game that I can just relax with. That's why I like RPGs, you know, give me turn-based and stuff, just something where I can think about what I'm doing before I do it. I, I like a nice, easy game. So, anyway, I get this game, The Artful Escape, and I heard it's good, and I jumped in, and it was amazing. It was so good from beginning to end. It starts out with this groovy Bob Dylan song. You pick your, you, know, you go to your character 
your character is this nerdy folk singer kid, like 17 years old, uh, living under the shadow of his dead folk singer uncle, who was just this world-renowned folk singer of legend. And, you know, this kid's trying to, to be his own person, but he's also doing folk singing and He's just, he's always going to be under his uncle's shadow. And uh, he meets up with this weird girl while he's exploring around town. And she tells him to go to this place that he's never heard of. And he goes ahead and does a little investigating and finds it. And when he finds it, he's given this magical guitar. I'm only telling you like the very first part of it. I'm not giving you spoilers for the whole game. So... He gets there and they give him this magical guitar. And they say, you know, it interacts with your world. Play it and see what happens. So you go outside in your city and it's dark and it's nighttime. And you start playing your guitar and you play like these like Pink Floyd style riffs. These just deep harmonic um uh, um, noodly riffs and stuff, just you know, stuff like that, and just long, prolonged notes and things, just, just real nice, mellow, spacey, uh, cool guitar rhythms, and uh, as he plays, everything in the town starts to light up around him. Everything within a perimeter of of fifty feet just lights up there's lights in the trees all the street lights come on everything sparkles and glistens and there's a there's a color to the air and as he runs through his city you turn this drab gray nighttime city into this beautiful light covered villa with just you know cool features and stuff and uh it's it's really awesome and so he runs into the woods and you go to the second part of this adventure where you it's like a speedrunner game but while you play guitar so you're running and you're immersing with your world and you're creating all this stuff as you're going animals are hopping out and plants are bloom flowers are blooming and plants are growing and and the air is going from cloudy to sunny. And it's so cool as you go and you're running and you're jumping and you're playing your guitar. And you do special guitar moves where you jump. And then you can do like a rock slide and it makes you jump farther. And then you land on your knees and you do a big slide. And they have parts where you're running down a hill and you have to jump over holes and and you get down on your knees and you slide down the hill and play your guitar and just the whole time and oh man it's epic and i'm not going to go too much further into it because i don't want to give you any spoilers but you eventually you go into space and you explore the galaxy and you bring your sound to the galaxy and He's working to become something that he really is inside. Not just the thing that he's supposed to become because of his famous dead uncle. So it even had some good feeling and stuff. And uh, I played the whole entire game through. 
It was exciting from start to finish. It was so cool. There was so much interaction with all of, all of these amazing, amazing space creatures and stuff. And uh, all of the creatures that he meets along the way, they have a, a pattern on them like your controller. And so you play, you jam with them with your guitar and your little mini light stage. And they play you a pattern of, uh, of notes and then you have to follow it with a controller. So it's really tricky at, at times, but man, it's so rewarding. And then there's times when you're just doing a full freestyle jam where you just get to hit all the notes and play whatever you want. And, oh, I had so much, so much, so much fun with it. I've had more fun with that game than I have in a long time. And it was about, it was a good five hours, I think, that it took to beat it. So that was just five hours of total entertainment, start to finish. It even had a fun ending where, you know, a coming of age ending where the kid finally learns to be himself in his small town and around all the people that he loves. And man, that's super. No, no spoilers. I really, I left out so much. It's, it's a game worth exploring. If you have an Xbox, um, one S X and you got game pass, hook up the artful escape and just check it out. It's, it's more than a game. It's more than music. It's a complete experience. Crank it up and just listen to the great tunes and rhythms and let it immerse you and it will pull you in and it's incredible. All right, that's enough of that one. But uh, yeah, super duper game. I highly, highly recommend it. That is definitely a media gym. That's Xbox, um, whichever system you prefer. It's called The Artful Escape. I'm not sure if it's on PlayStation. Maybe. If it's on PlayStation, play it too. I guarantee it's going to be just as good. Alrighty. Well, this mini-sode is becoming kind of quite a maxi-sode. So I'm going to let you all go. Uh, before I do, though, I'll give you a nice little final quote. Like I do in Media Forest. How's that sound? Um, I want to thank everybody again for listening. I want to thank my buddy Robbie at Out of the Blank for making my little intro music for me. That was cool. He's got the anime style, like One Piece and the chop blocks. And I like that little, the little backbeat that hits you. It's good stuff. Thanks, my man. Really appreciate it. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. Feel free to favorite, share, rate Mixed Media Forest on your favorite podcast player, Amazon, iTunes. I can be found on Twitter at Media Forestcast or on Instagram at Jason Lampro Podcasts. If you got a favorite game, movie, app, book, album, podcast, whatever, email me at mixedmediaforest at gmail.com. So uh, that out of the way, I'll give you a final quote from one of my favorites, Epictetus. I probably mispronounced it. I think most people do. If I didn't, good on me, because I really love his quotes, but man, it's got a strange name. So anyway, you have been given your own work to do. Get to it right now.
do your best at it. And don't be concerned with who is watching you. Create your own merit. That's a pretty good one, right? That's what I thought. All right, everybody. Much love.